Hi everyone, this is Faye. And this is Nick. And we are two third-year OBGYN residents at Brown. Welcome back to Creag's Over Coffee. Coffee. All right, so again, everybody, welcome back. Naturally, moving on from our first episode where we talked about primary amenorrhea, today let's plan to talk about secondary amenorrhea. We have a few learning objectives for you. So the first thing that we like is to make sure that after this episode, you're able to define secondary amenorrhea and its most common etiologies, as well as how they differ from primary amenorrhea. The second objective is to become familiar with the appropriate history, physical, initial lab, and imaging workup for secondary amenorrhea. And our last objective is to describe the common concomitant conditions associated with certain etiologies of secondary amenorrhea, things like PCOS, Turner syndrome, Fragile X, things like that. Nick, same scenario as last time. Let's say a 17-year-old walks into your office and they tell you that they aren't getting their periods. Mm-hmm. Um, they ha- did have periods for about three years, so they started getting periods when they were 13. Um, but then as- when they turned 16, she stopped having periods. Again, let's kind of back it up one more time. We said in the last episode, the no-duh moment, that amenorrhea is a lack of menses. Primary amenorrhea, we said, means you've never had a period before, but secondary amenorrhea now implies that you've had periods before, but they're now absent. It's thought that a workup should be begun for secondary amenorrhea when it's been present for three months. Um, She definitely would be within the realm where we'd want to start working this up. Faye, really, I might know exactly what this means or what the definition is, but I got no idea where to start. Um, (laughs) Where where do we go with this patient? What am I supposed to be doing? So if this patient walks into your room, you know, the first thing you always do is history and physical, right? And kind of like last time, I like to think about secondary amenorrhea in terms of systems. So going from all the components that you need to have a period from bottom up. Okay. The first thing we talked about last time was doing a physical exam and kind of examining exactly what they need to have a period. So you need to have your vagina, you need to have your uterus. Presumably this woman has had periods before, so those are all intact. Yeah. However, from their history, you may get a sense that this patient might have something like Asherman syndrome. So there, oh, yeah. she may have scarring inside her uterus that's causing her to not be able to have periods. Um, and of course, just like last time, you may want to do a pregnancy test while she's sitting in front of you. Always got to get that pregnancy test. Now, what was our next step for primary amenorrhea? Do you remember, Nick? Yeah. So I, we moved up from the uterus and the next step up really were the ovary. We can always think about things like polycystic ovarian syndrome. Perhaps this patient isn't really amenorrheic, but just anovulatory and isn't having cycles. Yeah. So PCOS is certainly in the differential here. Maybe somebody who's in their 30s um, might have some sort of premature ovarian insufficiency. Um, patients with premature ovarian insufficiency, remember, could be like have Turner syndrome or Turner's mosaicism or they could be at risk for fragile X mutations. So those are all things that we should be testing for, thinking about if we identify that it's that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably the rarest, but something else to consider, especially if you have a positive pregnancy test and your patient is not pregnant, is the possibility of an ovarian neoplasm, a germ cell tumor that might cause uh, problems with cycling. So I think that covers the ovaries, Faye. Where else should we be looking? Just keep going up the body. So you've got to think of all your other endocrine systems. So think, first of all, your adrenal glands sitting on top of your kidneys. Those could certainly have tumors or your patient Mm -hmm. could have some late onset congenital adrenal hyperplasia that's causing them to not have periods. Um, And also thyroid dysfunction. So having either hypo or hyperthyroidism can certainly get them to become anovulatory and amenorrheic. Yeah. And I guess moving up from there, you look at the brain last, right? Like yep. start from the thyroid and now we're at the brain. So things that we saw last time that could contribute to primary amenorrhea even, things like the hypogonadotropic hypogonadism, things like bad chronic illness or female athlete triad, eating disorders, those can all cause problems with periods, especially when they've been present before and now they're not. What changed in somebody's life that might have caused this? And then certainly some of those other rare things, again, a prolactinoma or a pituitary adenoma could certainly be throwing things off. It sounds like, you know, you're doing your history and your physical, but you're already thinking about all the possibilities kind of outside of the exam room. So Mm -hmm. once you've done your history and your physical and you could potentially have a better idea of what's going on, what lab work or what like imaging would you consider sending this patient for? Certainly. Well, again, like we've said a thousand times already, the pregnancy test is the most important part here because that's a bad one to miss. Um, (laughs) But aside from pregnancy, there are probably three tests that you might consider from a laboratory perspective. So one being a TSH to look for some sort of thyroid dysfunction. Another being a prolactin level, because if you have a severely elevated prolactin, thinking like greater than 200, that may throw you right away into a prolactinoma and the reason to get like central imaging. Um, And then lastly, um, you may consider an FSH, especially if somebody's leading you down the line of you think that they might be menopausal um, or if they're having premature ovarian insufficiency. An elevated FSH, though not diagnostic of menopause, could be suggestive of, again, the brain is trying to communicate with the ovary, but it's just not working. Mm -hmm. Another thing that might help support that would be an anti-malarian hormone level or an AMH that may show poor ovarian reserve. And so those are really the initial tests that you're starting off with, right? But if you see your patient and you really suspect that they have something like PCOS or that they have some kind of congenital adrenal hyperplasia, you can certainly start ordering those labs as well. So you can order, you know, your testosterone level, you can order your 17 um, OHP levels uh, just to rule out those things as well. And what about other tests that you could consider? Let's say this, you think this woman, um, may have Asherman's. She's had three DNCs or something like that since the last time she came and saw you. Anytime that you're thinking about outflow tract things, ultrasounds can be your best friend. So send somebody for an ultrasound or if you have things like saline sauna hysterography or even an in-office hysteroscope, that can point right away and say, yep, you've got, uh, you've got adhesions there. Another good test that's often unutilized in the office is a progesterone challenge. So you give somebody progesterone for five to seven days and then you see if they bleed. 
And if they do have a bleed, then you know that the ovaries are telling the uterus what to do. And maybe that's pointing to something like an anovulatory dysfunction, um, something in like the PCOS spectrum. But if they don't have a bleed after withdrawal of progesterone, now maybe you're thinking there's something else going on. Why does the uterus not have its estrogen effect? Why do I not have tissue at this point? Um, and so sometimes that can be a helpful adjunct if you're not quite sure which way to go. And of course, treatment is individualized to whatever the finding is for your secondary amenorrhea, just like for primary amenorrhea. And just because that is going to be a very long list, we're going to reserve that for when we actually do episodes on all of these certain causes, things like prolactinoma and PCOS and thyroid dysfunction, all of those things. So mm -hmm. that will be to come. Yes. At this point, we're ready to review exactly what we've talked about. So again, to start off, secondary amenorrhea is you had periods before, but now you don't. And we usually initiate a workup if that has been present for three months or three normal length cycles for that individual. And the way that we like to think about secondary amenorrhea is kind of going up the body the same way that we did for primary amenorrhea. So number one, making sure that the outflow tract is patent, that their vagina and uterus are patent. And then from there, we take a look and think about ovarian dysfunction. So is this somebody who's anovulatory and maybe in the PCOS spectrum? Do they have risk factors or family history suggestive of premature ovarian insufficiency or menopause? Or maybe they have something rare like an ovarian neoplasm. And from there, you also have to think about other endocrine disorders like thyroid dysfunction or congenital adrenal hyperplasia. And lastly, when you, we look at the brain, you think about things that affect the pituitary, so a prolactinoma, pituitary adenoma, or if there's been severe stress or illness, or don't forget about the female athlete triad, the hypogonadotropic hypogonadism. All right, Nick, I think that pretty much covers secondary amenorrhea. One more episode down, one more study session in the car with your coffee. So guys, if you liked this podcast, take some time, rate us on iTunes. And if you have any questions or any specific topic like that you'd like to hear, or if we miss something on this episode, please let us know um, by emailing us at creogsovercoffee at gmail.com. That is spelled C-R-E-O-G-S, overcoffee at gmail.com. So one more time, I'm Nick. This is Faye. And this has been Creogs Over Coffee. And remember, did you get that pregnancy test yet? <laughs>